Well, once again, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that uh, you're here and so glad that you're watching and praise the Lord. We are just believing for great things. Amen. God is so good. Hallelujah. If you are here for the very first time, well, welcome. Uh, you know, we just, we're so, so blessed to have you. Or if you're, you know, been sneaking in and out and you've never filled out a connect card, uh, we'd like you to do that because we'd like to know about you. We want to know if you want to get connected with us, want to get uh, to know who we are even in a better way. So go ahead and fill out the connect cards. They're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. And uh, they're also our prayer request cards. So if you need to have a prayer request, you want to just write on those, let us know about it. We like to pray. We believe that God hears and answers our prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Glory to God. And so just fill those out. Drop those in the offering bucket as it goes by. We're going to worship God this morning with our tithes and with our offerings, honoring the Lord. Amen. God is so good. He always meets and supplies our every need. We're thanking him for that. Hallelujah. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Or if you've signed up online or if you haven't, it's really easy to do. And, uh, you know, it's. Uh, can, can text there and uh, just uh, do all online and all that. And those of you that are watching online, you know how to give too. Glory to God. I'm just so thankful for what God is doing. Amen? Hallelujah. I know we're loving the rain, but I'm, I'm believing that it's going to subside here so that we can actually start on our roof and all the things we want to do there. But that's okay. That's okay. God, God, is, God is good. Amen? He's going to continue to... We're, we're working on it, you know? I don't know if we had any new leaks or not. I don't think so. So we're good. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray over this offering right now. Father, we honor you. Once again, we thank you. What a privilege it is to bring our tithes and offerings and to worship you with our giving. Lord, thank you as each one purposes in their heart to give. So let them give. Because, Father, you're the one that's causing increase to come in their lives. Lord, I just thank you for that. I thank you and praise you. Hallelujah. You're such a good, good God. Such a wonderful God. Such a loving, loving God. Hallelujah. And, Lord, I just thank you and praise you. I honor you for it now. And I give you praise, Lord, and thank you for each one you meet and supply all of their needs. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. Alex, go ahead and take this right here. I'm going to give the announcements that we have, you know, a couple of them here. Uh, Number one, for all of you ladies that are 55 plus and you haven't snuck off and watched the movie, you're supposed to be watching the movie this coming Thursday. Uh, the Jesus Revolution, so make sure to uh, come and be blessed. We got the van and all that stuff, so a lot of people have watched it already, and that's good. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, you know, uh, I lived it in real life, so but I haven't seen it yet, so I want to see how, how it is, so it'll be kind of fun, and uh, so it will be a blessing there. Glory to God. And hey, guys, we have our men's breakfast coming up this coming Saturday. Amen? And uh, so uh, we're actually, it's going to actually be a really cool one. Uh, Pat's going to be making steak and eggs, so you guys got to sign up a little bit there or let us know a little bit of things. I don't know about signs. There's no sign up out there. But hey, uh, you know, he's planning on things, so kind of give us a heads up. If you've never been, you've decided to come, let me or him know that because we're counting on all of you other guys to show up. All right? And uh, so it'll be a tremendous blessing along that line. And uh, glory to God. We just believe uh, God's grace and his mercy will uh, be there. It's always a good time. Our, our, our men's breakfast is always a really, really good time. Amen? So praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Good thing. So 
Hallelujah. God is so good. You know, I have a, uh, a video that I'm going to show at the end of the service because I actually have to show it offline uh, because it's from Turkey. It, we sent, you know, uh, a very large offering to Turkey uh, through three avenues, but this is one with the missionaries in Turkey. And I was just out in Oklahoma and uh, Brother Tony Cook gave me a video or sent it to me by email and said, hey, here, we just want to say thank you. It's, all, it's already there. You know, we... Uh, uh, sent it out, you know, last, last week. And, uh, in fact, all of the, the money that we sent out, those of you that didn't know, we sent, uh, $10,000 to three different, different ministries, sent $30,000, uh, to sow seed and to help and to immediately help folks. And it's all there. It's already in there and things are happening. And, uh, there's already testimonies of great things taking place. And of course they've got to rebuild and and do stuff. For those of you, you know, don't know that the, you know, the earthquake hit uh, right uh, where Antioch is, you know, where in the Bible it calls Antioch, and uh, Antiochian is what it's called now, but uh, still it's Antioch, amen? And so, glory to God, we just believe that through all this, there's going to be a multitude of people get born into the kingdom of God. What the devil has meant for evil, God's going to open up and give, give, just give a great harvest of folks coming into the kingdom of God. And we're hearing that, seeing that, hallelujah, I got to talk with uh, the other uh, ministry that we actually sowed into too, and uh, they've got boots on the ground, and then of course I've gotten uh, emails and texts from Keith Hersey's ministry that's letting me know about what's going on, what's happening. Amen? Amen. Aren't you glad that God, hallelujah, uses all of us? You know, we may not all be able to go, but there are those that are there. And God can do great things in it. And you need to know that. Hallelujah. When one member of the body of Christ suffers, we all suffer. And so we want to do that. We thank God for that God's doing that. He's he's, uh, uh, just doing great things. You know, it's it's a pretty cool thing. You know, and there's another ministry that we have been supporting for years and years and years in the Middle East. And uh, they had a great thing going. They actually had four churches that were started and doing really, really well. And uh, uh, especially people were getting saved. All kinds of things were happening. And then the uh, uh, government came in and shut them all down and, you know, threatened to kick them out of the country and do all kinds of things. And so, uh, but praise God. You know, how do you know God can turn things around? You know, God's turned it around now that that particular individual, he actually got a card from the government and from another entity that actually allows him to go in every Muslim country uh, free without a passport, without anything. And uh, he may not be able to start churches, but he can start prayer centers. So we said start as many prayer centers as you want to. You know, it'll be a real blessing. So, you know, the thing about it is we think that, man, look at how terrible this is. But then, boom, look what God can do in the midst of it. You know, because God always turns your, your, your test into a testimony. And he always turns things around. Sometimes you need to know what's going on. Of course, you all know what's going on in our country right now with all the young folks. I love that the Jesus Revolution movie is out here. And now everybody else is just, the kids are all getting all, all excited. And people are thinking it's a fluke or thinking that, look, at they just want to show things. They just want you know, it, it's amazing how many people want to be critics. Amen. It's amazing how many, you know, ministries, just because God's not using them, they think everything else is bad. Aren't you glad God can do anything he wants to do when he wants to do it without your permission? You see, instead of criticizing, we all ought to be digging in. We all ought to be hungry for that. We all ought to let God be God. You know, and it's amazing about people is that they'll always go back and look at history and they'll always want to find out how bad 
people turned out to be or how they may have missed it in the end of their lives instead of remembering what God can do, hallelujah, during their lives. You do realize that there were 300 leaders in the Bible talked about that God used supernaturally, but only, uh, you know, 25% of them actually finished their course well. All of them missed God, died young, messed up, didn't finish. And yet they're in our Bible. <laughs> and we, we call them heroes. <sighs> Hallelujah. And they may have died in battle. They may have messed up. They may have done things. That's the thing that's so funny that people want to always pick the bad instead of the good. Amen. They always want to say, well, they, she, and, and, and hey, listen, everybody has messed up once or twice, right? I know most of you are perfect, but uh, some of us, you know, we, we, we mess up. We have to repent all the time. And that's the wonderful thing about this particular move of God is that the very first thing that everybody's doing is repenting. Asking God to forgive them for have, not having hunger. Asking God to forgive them of their sins. You know, people are saying, well, they're not, you know, listen, if you can just get a group of people worshiping and magnifying the Lord and touching God, thank God. Hallelujah. You know, it's amazing. Have you ever heard of the Welsh Revival with Evan Roberts? It's in all the history books and Christianity. It's one of the, man, it's just fantastic. So they were talking about, oh, how great it was. Did you know that the whole Welsh Revival only involved 1,000 people? That's as large as it ever got. It only involved 1,000 people, but it moved a nation. And it's moved a, a nation and it's moved countries. It's moved people for, you know, almost, uh, you know, two, 300 years now because, you know, nobody really knows the details of it. I love church history. I studied all churches. I just like to study revivals, study all these things. And yet, and they, you know, when you're studying them, you get to find out all the dirt. How many of you know when you know all the dirt? Hallelujah. You, you know, you got to wade through, but here's the key. This isn't part of my sermon or nothing. We're going to talk about some things this morning. But it's just that I wanted to share. And because when you go and you see, and the other people are like, well, I don't know about this, or I don't know about that. You got a lot of mixed, mixed people. Amen? And I want to share this with you because, you know, it's so funny because seeing different people make comments, you know, because they went over to Ashbury, they went to these different places, and they said, well, I saw people on their phones, I saw people talk, and they were doing it. And they, of course, you're going to see that if you go there as a critic and you're on the outskirts, you're not even in. You didn't go to the front row and cry out and say, God, forgive me, I'm a sinner, repent, and cry out to God and say, God, I want to know you, I want to see you, and then find out if it's real. But you didn't do that. You walked around looking and seeing I mean, the, one of the greatest meetings that I've ever been in, ever been in, you know, there's two great meetings that affected my life incredibly. One was in 1978, another one was in 1988. You know, and it was actually Winter Bible Summer, which I just came back from. But in 1988, the most supernatural uh, uh, time was there. But I got in late Monday night. And so I got in late Monday night, so I had to sit in the back. I had to sit in the back. There was about 2,000 people there, and I'm sitting in the back. And everybody in the back was talking and laughing and getting around. And, and, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I spent money to get here. I, I want to hear what the man of God's saying. I want and I just, I got in the flesh. I just jumped up right, in, right there in the middle. I said, hey, I, said, I spent money to come here. I don't know what all you, you guys, I don't even know why you're here. I said, but I can guarantee I'm not going to be back here tomorrow night. I'll be on the front row because I'm going to go stand in line for three or four hours because I'm going to get there. I said, but I, I, you guys got it. I want to hear. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear the word of God. And of course, the next night and all the rest of the whole week, I was on the front row. I mean, you can get all of those cassette tapes because that's the only thing they're on. You get all those cassette tapes. Hallelujah. And uh, you hear me laughing and you know my laugh. 
His brother Hagen come down. He slapped me three or four times that week. It was awesome. Hallelujah. Telling me I better get it. Receive it. I, I, don't, I have a hard time receiving, but I guess he had to hit me several times to see if I'd get it. And I love that. But here's the thing about it is, is that those people didn't stop. They were all back there just having their own good time. People walked out of there and missed the things of God. Missed what God was doing. Missed the hand and the plan and the purpose of God. Hallelujah. And it was so powerful. See, because what they missed on that was, that was 1988. And there was a presence in there. And Brother Hagin fell down behind the, the pulpit and he was like repenting and talking to God. Yeah, Brother Hagin was repenting. Because he was saying, Lord, I, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I, I want to die. I wanted to be over. That was, he was, he was uh, you know, 72 at that time. Hallelujah. Or going to be 72 that year. And anyways, he's down repenting and talking. But then he got up. He said, Lord, forgive me. He said, Lord, I ask you to give me 15 more years. He died 15 years later, 2003 exactly. But nobody else heard that. But when you're on the front row and you're right up with them because they edited that out of there. I know this is going everywhere, but I heard that. So I knew that ahead of time. There's a lot of things that people miss because, you know, they get things and stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. See, we we miss out on the things of God because we're in the back. We're in the fringes. We're trying to check things out. I ain't trying to check something out. I want God. I want you. I want to get in. I'm just going to get in and get after it. Hallelujah. I don't, I'm there to receive. I'm not there to just you know, be looking pretty. I'm not there to say, hey, look at me. See what I can do. I'm there because I want God. Hallelujah. Now, I just told a little bit of a fib. Amen. <laughs> I told a little bit, of, little bit of a fib about you can only get that on, on cassette tape. Because I spent, oh, you guys can take off. You should have took off before. Sorry. Hallelujah. Sorry. All the high school and you guys got to go. You got to take it in here. Come on, Cameron, you should have waved. You got to to jump up on the chair next time. (laughs) Anyways, I spent spent $160 to get these cassette tapes put into CDs, you know, uh, to get them transferred over and to get them, because that's how valuable that set of series is to me, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, so I share all that with you just by the Spirit of God or just sharing because the stirring of the heart within me, Amen. You know, it's, it's just stirring. I'm so glad that all of these campuses, I'm so glad. Praise God, people going, I'm so glad for things popping up. People say, oh, well, they're just doing this because they want to get in on things. Don't we want to get in on revival? Don't we want to get in on the things of God? Golly, hallelujah. You know, it's amazing to me. But you know, one of the things that's one of the biggest characteristics, go with me if you would in your Bibles to John chapter 4. I'm just going to share my heart this morning. I mean, you get to hearing and doing. People ask, well, how was it? You know, it's just really good because we're there, we're stirring up. There's a whole group of young people hungry for God. And, you know, and it's, uh, I I met with uh, about 20 students, second year students, third year students, you know, to see, you know, what they, what are they, what is God, and, and every one of them, they don't, they just go in, they just hungry for God, but they have no idea what they're doing or what they're going to do. And be like, well, what, what, you know, what group, and they're like all in different groups because at Rama they have uh, two and three and four year things that you can do and you get in, you know, and it's in your second and third year where you get into pastoral or, or traveling ministry or things like that. There's ministry of helps and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but they're all just like, and the key is, is that they're all hungry for God. They just don't know what to do, you know. 
and, uh, which makes it a whole lot better because when I went to the school, it was really only a one-year school. And then you had an optional two years, and the second year was kind of the same as the first. But the, the key was is that you know, they didn't let us sit around. They said, get out. If, you, if you're successful, tell everybody you came here. If you don't make it, don't tell anybody you came here. It's all good. That was our great ad- ad- admission and admonishment. But no, it was good. You know, but that was what you got. You thought it's the hunger and desire saying, hey, listen, let's go. But see, I believe God's pouring out. I believe it's a part of the end time pouring out of things that God's stirring our hearts. People are hearing. They're desiring. They're hungry. See, what you have to understand about this generation and about just about everybody now is everybody has a device. They can listen to They can see things. They can go back. They can grab a hold of stuff. They can you know, hear all this stuff. But uh, did you know you can't Google the demonstration of the Holy Ghost? You can't imitate it. You know, you can't Google and imitate repentance. You can find out what the word means, but you can't Google the experience. You got to experience it. And see, we as older folks who have experienced it got to quit being selfish and start experiencing again so others can see how God is touching our lives and what he has touched our lives. Amen? It's time that we do this, that we take hold, that we say, hey, because here's the thing. You know, here in John chapter 4, the title of my message, and Greg, if you're listening, here it is. The title is, What the Father is Looking For, and What He's Seeking After, What He Desires. And if He's seeking this and He desires this, don't you think we ought to give it to Him? In a right way? Amen? In a right way. It's amazing that we look at things, and here's the thing about it is that you need to draw a circle around you. This is for you. This is not for anybody else. It's just you. This is you and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father. You guys, it, it's us meeting with him. Amen? Hallelujah. So here in John chapter 4, verse 20 through 24, I'm going to read it out of the New Living. I've got the King James here, but I'm going to read it out of the New Living because I'm going to refer back to it. This is what, you know, <clears throat> the lady says with the woman at the well. She says, so tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship? While we Samaritans claim it is here in Mount Gerizim and where our ancestors worship. Jesus replied, he said, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. While we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews, but the time is coming, which is where we live. And it is indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I like the King James Version. It says, the Father seeketh such. He's seeking it. And that word seek means he's longing, desiring, he's doing, moving everything else to find somebody who will truly, truly worship him. And see, it's funny, when you read the Bible and you read in the book of Acts, it's amazing that every time they got together, they got together with an expectancy that they were going to hear from God. Did you come this morning with an expectancy that God was going to touch your life? He was going to give you something, show you something. Amen? 
I asked the Lord that once. I said, Lord, why is it that I have to travel all the way around the country, go to all these different meetings, and, you know, again, my spiritual father, and God told me to do these things, but I go there, and I receive so much, and then I walk out, and people, he said, because you're going there with an expectancy. He said, I can do the same thing in your bedroom. I can do the same thing in your prayer closet. I can do the same thing if you'll start expecting it. Amen. It's an expectancy. In the New Testament, man, it, it just, it, it's just one of the things to think about worship in the Bible is that people gathered in what we can only call holy expectancy. They actually believed that they were going to hear the voice of God. Amen. They were going to hear from heaven. Amen. This keeps coming up, so I'm going to share this little story with you. In 1978, I was an usher at camp meeting once again, but there was a lot of different speakers that were there. And one afternoon, uh, it was Brother Copeland. And if you ever know about Brother Copeland, he's, he's actually shorter now than he was. He only preaches for an hour and a half now. Back then was two and a half hour services of just him preaching. And so he kept you there, wore out your flesh to the spirit, could win. It was bad. It was bad, okay? So anyways, but this particular afternoon, this particular camp meeting, which was a supernatural camp meeting, uh, he's ministering and ministering, and they brought up this little girl and, uh, who was, you know, in a, in a complete metal cast with bolts and everything all around her, you know, and could not walk. He prayed for her. They took that off of her, and she ran around the thing. She was totally instantly healed. I mean, it was miraculous. It was awesome. And then 400 people in the, up, the, up here got tired and left and got up, because I'm an usher, so I'm watching everything. And they got up and walked out, and the Holy Spirit left the building. And so all the other people that were going to get prayed for, hallelujah, I mean, the anointing went from here, because you can understand, you just saw a creative miracle. Because they all got hungry. Not for God. <laughs> Their stomachs. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I mean, I, mean, I, cause, I mean, I'm there, and I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. And all of a sudden, okay, what happened? We went from the presence of God, so incredible, to man, what's going on? I mean, just like, it was gone. Gone. And Brother Copeland got, I mean, he wasn't nice back then. He, you know, he's a whole lot nicer now. He was so mad. I mean, it was just, but, you know, I thought, oh boy, now we're all going to get in the flesh. It's going to be fist fights. going to see what happens. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, but it was so sad because the anointing, and I, I'm pretty sure God was going to do a whole bunch of more things. It's just that our flesh got tired. People say, well, you should have. Listen, the things of God and what we're doing, and I'm not saying we need to go five hours. I don't like those things any more than you do because God can do it. But what I'm saying to you is when God does move, man, let's just hang in there. Let's let God do these things here. And so I don't know who that's for, but sometimes we get in a big hurry. And and I'm the world's worst. I I am the most on time, in time, do things within time person you're ever going to see. Okay? I like things structured. More, I mean, I structure. I have structured. My socks drawer are structured. Everything's structured. You know? I mean, my suits are in order, so that's how I know each one. Each shirt. They're all, I mean, it's just the way it is. You know? My wife doesn't even know how many clothes she has in her closet. Okay? I mean, she has no idea. Things she hasn't worn in years because it's just all over the place. But it's all good. She, you know, she's blessed. You know, and I'm not throwing her under the bus. It's just different. It's just different folks, you know. Hallelujah. She's like, how do you know? I said, because it's all, it's all, here it is. See, 
And when you wear this, it goes back over to here. See? And it just, so this is the one you're going to get because this is, this is, it's in the rotation. It doesn't matter. You say, well, don't you pick out? No, no, it's in the rotation. You don't change the rotation. She's changing me. I know. Wow. It's, that's bad. It's bad. She's changing me, so it's really good. It's all good stuff now. She's just totally changing me, making me be fly off the cuff here and stuff, but hallelujah. Listen, God says here that we're supposed to worship God in spirit and in truth. Most people don't understand spirit and truth because we get this thing kind of, don't even know, your spirit is the real you on the inside. Do you know when you worship God, worship means you hook up your heart. And you're worshiping God for who he is. And you're worshiping God because of what he has done, because he's saved you. You're worshiping God for all things, but you're also worshiping because God, the creator of the universe, wants to have an audience with you. Amen? It's amazing and amazing because all through the Bible talks about it. And that was the thing that the Apostle Paul talked about. He said this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse. He said, you know, we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. The New Living Translation says, for we who worship by the spirit of God are the ones who truly, who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. Isn't it exciting? We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. And then it says, we put no confidence in human effort. It's not about us trying to get God to do something. It's us to to worship and to magnify God and get lost in him. And then the presence of God will engulf you. It'll change your life. Amen? There's some supernatural things that God wants to... Remember the story in the Old Testament? Second Chronicles, I think chapter five, right in there, something talking about, and the chief uh, priest and all them, and they, were in the, and they began to lift up their voice and they all became one. The trumpeters, the singers, and everything became one and the glory of God filled the house so that the ministers, they could not even minister. They just fell out under the power of God and the glory of God came down. Amen? And see, we're at a point within our lives, thank God that we're praying and we need to pray, but we need to have prayer and praise and worship connected together. And it's a heart hunger. It's a heart desire. All it is is saying, God, I want you. I love you. I praise you. But it's wanting him and taking time to let God touch your life. Amen? To get strength. And if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling like your strength is gone, then we need to wait on the Lord. Because Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. If you read the verses before that says, young men, their strength's going to fail. Everything's going to fail, but those that wait on the Lord, glory to God, we're going to exchange our strength for his strength. And we want to finish, amen? We want to finish strong. We want to do this. You know, and the devil has, he only has a several tactic that he's doing. He always raises these things back up. But, you know, he's going to try to do the same thing to you that he did to Eve in in Genesis chapter 3. He's trying to get you to not believe in the confidence of God. He's trying to get you, did God really say, can you really trust God? Because believe it or not, your worship, your praise totally falls on your concept of God. And it really, on the concept of sovereignty of God, if you think God, you know, just can do whatever he wants, I don't know why he doesn't do it, but I know, you know, no, God's waiting on us. Amen, thank you for your overwhelming response, but that's okay. Hallelujah, amen. Because, you know, here's the thing about it. Worship begins with an expectancy, but it ends with a great obedience to do what he's asked you to do. 
because he changes you. We're always changed in the presence of a holy God. God always changes us. Hallelujah. And, and I'm thoroughly convinced of this, that we don't see God as, as great as he is. He's a great God. Like, well, we, in Sunday school, we just saw, you know, in school of the Bible, we just saw a guy says, man, you're like a Ferrari. You're like this, you're like, you're, you're, God's over. He's made you so incredibly. He's made you so wonderfully. He's just so far exceeding all these things here. Hey, the Bible says in Psalms says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. And yet we look in the mirror and go, God, God you made a mistake. <laughs> I must have been on an off day. <laughs> See, because you know that worship is so precious to you because here's what happens is, is that you'll worship God first before you'll work for him and you'll never work for him until you've worshiped him. Because if you work for him, you're working to think you're getting his approval. But if you worship him, Hallelujah. You'll know you have his approval and then it's easier to work. Amen. Amen. See, because here's, here's one of the big things is worshipers, when they work, their work has eternity in it because they're doing it because they love God. They know I'm doing it for this, not for anybody. I'm doing it because God asked me to do it. Amen. And we need that because when that happens, God inhabits it. But God comes down and I mean, it's just awesome. His glory, his presence, and it could just change you. It just, you get things. God just does things. So let me just give you, I'm going to give you four things this morning that I want you to grab a hold of, and I want you to hunger and desire so that when we come here next Sunday to worship or Wednesday, whatever we do, you come with an expectancy. You come with a heart desire so God, we create. It's not something we do just to get you guys relaxed and ready to receive. It is. It works. But here's the thing. It's somewhere where we're worshiping the king. We're worshiping the king of kings. I think, I mean, I, I just, you know, I thought, you know what, Lord, you know what we should do is I should preach before, then we should worship afterwards. Worship you for what, what we've heard and worship for the word that's gone out and let's get it on the inside of us. The problem is you'd never go home. We'd be lingering, you know, because see, I wouldn't be in charge. Pastor Pam would be, and she could care less about time. <laughs> so we might do that one of these times. You come walk in here thinking, well, I, what are we doing? Pastor's preaching. How did it And we're doing worship at the end. Glory to God. Amen. Might just shock you one of these days. It's going to be good. Amen. Because here's the thing about it. One of the simplest de- definitions of worship is, is that you're, you get touched in your heart or you feel in your heart. You've hooked your heart up to love somebody, to love and to worship and to magnify. And here's the thing, you know, these, these four things I want to get because I want to make your worship because I want the presence of God. I've been in the place where the glory of God has come in and you can't stand. I've been in the place where I've watched and the glory come in and just go over three, four hundred people and they just, and you're like, now, that's pretty cool. And I've watched it come in. I step over to this side and go, look at that. Bam, got that one. You say, why does God do things like that? They needed it. There are things that take place, the hand of God he wants to do. And they're changed in the presence of a holy God. There's signs and wonders. But let me give you number one. This is the number one you think about, you know, that, uh, and, and there's, these factors are present where when you know you're in worship, this is one of the biggest things, and I want to get this across to you, it sounds egotistical, but it's not, you have, and here's, here's what it is, you have this amazing or boundless, wonderful confidence in God. 
When you worship somebody that you know who can do something about it. That's why we say, we're going to pray. Oh, is that, it's come to prayer. It's come to prayer. We've got to pray. There's nothing else we can do but pray. No, that's the most wonderful thing. Getting God on the scene when you believe that God has power. So you have a confidence. You have a come. Remember I said that Satan came to take away Eve's confidence in God by questioning his word. But when you worship God, you got this boundless confidence that glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, this is awesome. First, let me give you scripture. First John chapter five, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, in Christ, that if we ask anything according to his word or his will, his word, hallelujah, we know, not maybe, we know, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know, then we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Amen. Hallelujah. See, in the book of Acts, in the 13th chapter, they ministered to the Lord and the Holy Ghost said some things. We need to start ministering to the Lord. Let the Holy Ghost say some things. Let him speak to our hearts. Amen. You got this bold, 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 or this boundless confidence in God. It's amazing how many people don't have confidence in God. Amen. But here's one of the reasons why not. This is number two. And these are factors. Yeah. And yet, number two is admiration. People say, what is that? Most people don't even know what that is. Because if you're not awed with God, then there's a big problem. You've got too familiar with him. If you're not awed by the fear of God, if you just think it ain't no big deal to get up and go and move when God's moving, if you don't think it's any big deal to interrupt in the word, if you don't think it's any big deal, you place no reverence on the word, you place no reverence on the spirit, then you're too familiar. Amen. We're way too familiar. It's like, eh. It's like, no. We need to honor him. Admiration is simply this. You've got an incredible appreciation for the excellency and the holiness of God. I don't know about you, but I admire him. I love him. I reverence him. He is God. Hallelujah. And, and, and I tell you, I, that's one of the things I thank God for my upbringing. Because the church I was in, man, they preached hell hot. It did. I mean, you rededicated your rededicator, man, almost every Sunday. It was a good thing. But one, another thing that really did for me is that it made me stand in awe of God that God was God. And I appreciate that. And I still have that little, it, it's in there that God is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this next one may surprise you because this is where most people mess up is that the next one is fascination. If you're not fascinated with God, if you are not so excited and captivated and entranced with who he is and how wonderful his presence is, you have not tasted of God in the last, you know, time. You need to get taste and see that the Lord, he is good and his mercy. You need to taste and see. You need to see how great God can be and God is, you know, and because see, with fascination, it gives you your imagination. Most people in imagination are used against them, but God wants to use your imagination for you. When's the last time you dreamed? Dreamed. Amen? Of what God can do. I was just with the minister. I had coffee with him just this, this past week. Just saw a really good dear friend of mine, really precious. We've known each other for over 40 years. And just a wonderful guy. I, mean, I love him. He's, just, he's been pastoring for all of these years and everything and been in ministry 56 years, actually. And so anyways, he was just telling me about, hey, you know, let's give you a testimony. I don't want to be bragging. He's just testimony. He said, one of my board members came, took me out to a really fancy restaurant right before Christmas and uh, took us up really high rise. You know, one of these, really, he's a man. He said, it was really good. Then he handed me an envelope and I, you know, you get the 
envelope, we, we talk, as pastors talk, you say, well, should I open it now? Do you want me, or you want me to wait? And of course, as pastors, we always want to open them. We know there's something good going to be in there. And so, you know, he said, no, no, I want you to open it, pastor. I want you to open it up. So he opens it up, and it's a check for $1,065,000 for the church because he just sold his business and he tithed. He got one point six five for that, and just a blessing, just really cool. I mean, awesome things of God. Hallelujah. And, uh, and I thought, man, that's fantastic. I, we, I, we rejoice, and I rejoice with him. Well, the next morning we had coffee again because we're staying at the same hotel. So we're down there having coffee, and, he, and he's telling me again the same story because uh, he's a little older. That's okay. It's all good. <laughs> but then he said, and then he asked, he said, but let me just tell you what happened just recently, which we're right in the midst of. I said, what? He said, well, you know, we bought our building here, and uh, we have all this. He has a beautiful church. I mean, big giant, you know, mini me. He said, but we also bought 30 acres over here. We didn't know why we bought this 30 acres, but we just bought it. And so he had a, he said, you know, all these things going on. He said, but this company came out of Texas and decided they wanted to buy an, uh, two acres. They wanted two acres, but they only got an acre and three quarters. He said, but then they turned around and gave, said, listen, we want to buy this for three point three and a half million dollars from you <laughs> for two acres or 1.3. I thought, glory to God, that's not even in San Francisco or LA, New York. That's in, you know, this place. I thought, whoa, God's a good God. But here's the thing I want to share about it. He's been there, he's been there doing it. He's, you know, older, a lot older than I am. And he says, but I'm thinking about selling it all and going out and building a whole bigger thing. I said, man, you give me vision. You got an imagination here. Everybody else has already would have been retired, you know, 20 years ago. And you, or you're like, hey, yeah, I'm thinking about let's do this. Let's just sell it all and start all over. I'm like, glory be to God. What an awesome guy. I got blessed being there. That was probably one of the highlights of the whole week. I thought, man, you're just speaking life to me. This is great. I'm in that same line. Amen. You say, well, can God do that? Sure. That's the wealth of the wicked being laid up for the righteous just coming in. You know, I mean, that's a good deal getting two acres. I said, man, if you could do that on the next, you know, 28 acres, glory to God, you'd do pretty good. (laughs) Amen. But you know, you see that, and I don't say that in his, in his but he, what really got me was he said, I'm just thinking about building again. And I thought, you know what, you just blew away everybody else's theology of, of we need to do this or we need to do that. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to do this till Jesus comes. I said, yes, thank you. What a fascination with God. What an imagination to be hungry for God. Amen? Amen? I loved it. I said, you know what, glory to God, let's do these things. Hey, Hallelujah. Let me give you the fourth thing. See, these are in worship. In the worship you're going to have, hallelujah, a, boldless, you know, a boundless confidence or a boldness and confidence, and you're going to have admiration. You're going to admire God. But you need to still be fascinated with his presence. You need to be fascinated, hallelujah, and be excited that what he's doing and who he is. Amen? But the fourth thing is, listen, he better be the most valuable thing in your life. You better adore him. You've got to love God with everything in your being. You've got to love him for everything that's going on. It's time to stop just going through the motions. Amen? Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing. You know, worship doesn't produce miracles, but it brings an atmosphere where miracles can come. Yeah. And expectancy. Are you expecting God to do this? Are you expecting it? It's so funny because a little boy... Uh, I'll tell you this story, and this is a story about P.C. Nelson, 
who wrote, if you don't know who P.C. Nelson is, he wrote uh, the, the doctrines for the Assembly of God Church. He wrote, you know, it's, it's Bible doc. He wrote all that for whenever, way back in the day. And so anyways, but he was a, a, a denominational minister. He got ran over by a car and they were going to do all this stuff. And uh, he just, you know, got into the Bible and found out the word of God says, and got healed. Then he got filled with the Holy Ghost, and so he, but he still had all of his denominational friends, so he went, and he would preach at these places, you know, and so, and, and he'd just say, praise God, glory to God. He'd just kind of just come out of him while he's there, you know, and make everybody else jump. Now, you guys don't, doesn't bother you at all, doesn't even affect you, but everybody else, that was, that was not good in those days. Nobody did anything. Everybody came to church and was quiet, and uh, so, you know, the, the, the guy, pastor, he was sitting around his, his thing without P.C. Nelson being around. And uh, he was just talking, I just, I, don't, I just don't think, I think that's just, you know, habit. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why it's just, you know. And the little five-year-old boy says, Daddy, he said, the only difference between him and you is that he believes in his prayers. <laughs> he believes God's going to answer his. He believes that what he says comes to pass. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes, God has perfected praise. <laughs> Do you know what? That's what you got to do. Do I believe it? Do I desire this? Is this what God is saying? Is this what, what God's desiring for us? See, because thank God for prayer. Listen, we've been praying and praying. Now it's time to hook up our praise and our worship and allow God to be God in our lives. Amen? It really truly is. It's time to open up our hearts. Open up our hearts. Open up things here because it'll change our lives forever. Amen? And see, prayer and worship and praise, they all go hand in hand. And they're stronger together. Amen? But here's one of the things, too, is that you need to know that praise, when you start praising God in a situation or in an area of your life, you're giving God dominion to work in that area. You're asking God. You're saying, God, I believe you are working in that area. I believe you are doing this. I believe you are doing this. And it's time to be all in. Now it's not a time to be complacent. And don't get mad at anybody else that's hungering for God because they're doing just rejoice with them. Get in with them. Because like I said, you know, you heard me say, make that little statement. You can't Google the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And see, that's what, that's what all these young people want. That's what all, everybody's always wanted. And he used the example, you know, because see, I was 19 years old when I met Brother Hagen. Okay, 19. 19. I didn't, you know, I was 19 as a teenager. And he was 60. 60. 60. Here I'm listening to a 60-year-old guy. He's an old dude. He's an old dude. But he had an anointing. And the word of God. And it was like, man, I could sit here and listen all day long. I'm just hungry for the things of God. To get in there and to do it and to be hungry to receive. Amen? And why am I sharing this? Because we're, we're, we're moving into We're moving into a great awakening. We're moving into a supernatural time. And we are, okay? We are. But you can sit by and watch it. You can be like the folks in the back. Not you folks here. I'm just talking about the ones I was talking about there. Okay? <laughs> Got to clarify all that. Don't think I'm about to up one of those folks. No, 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 no. <clears throat> always got always to cover your back door here because you get in trouble. People get like, I know you were looking at me. I said, I don't see anybody. Okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. But now I'm talking about at that meeting. And uh, Hallelujah. So... It's allowing God to be God in our lives. You can always look around. But man, don't you want to taste and see that the Lord is good? Don't you want God to touch your life? And how many of you know the Bible talks about that it's a sacrifice of praise? 
It's the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. You know, Hebrews uh, uh, 13, 15 there. Talks about, he said, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Sometimes it's a sacrifice of praise. I mean, hallelujah. I mean, Pastor Pamela's up here giving her heart. You know, I always give her a hard time. If you guys, you know, that's how you know we have this incredible relationship. Because if not, then I'd be in trouble. I'd be doing things. But the cool thing is, is she's up here giving her heart. And, and she's anointed. And all of these guys are hallelujah. And it's a blessing, you know. But if we come with an expectancy to receive, we come with this. See, because praise should be an automatic response. It ought to be something that we can do. But worship, you get into the presence of God and give him your heart. Allow God to touch your heart. Allow God to do the things that he needs to do in you and for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Because it's not just something, hey, we do until the word. No, thank God for the word. But praise and worship we're going, the Father seeks us. He's looking for that. He's looking for worshipers. He's looking for people. He's looking for a place he can come and abide in. He's looking for a place that's going to create a throne for him to rest upon and say, these are my kids. He's looking. That's what Jesus was saying here in John chapter 4. Amen? He's just saying, so listen, it doesn't matter. Yeah, what, this mountain or Jerusalem, that's not going to be the place. God's looking for people who are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's looking for that. He's looking for somebody who can go, man, wow, hallelujah. Look at their, they're worshiping, they're believing God. You know, God's going to come down and do great things there. There's a heart hunger. There's a heart desire. Amen? Hallelujah. And here's one of the biggest problems. People think, well, yeah, but people are going to get in excess. Listen, if you ever lead or if you ever do anything out of fear, it's always going to fail. If you're afraid that you're going to look ugly, you're never going to get the truckloads of blessings that you need. See, the, the big semis go to the back of the mall that's ugly. It's got door, big doors, big ugly doors back there. So if you always want to be pretty, you can only walk out with one thing. If you go to the big back one, you can rip off the truck, okay? You can get truckloads of blessings and things. You know, we get to looking at ourselves. We get to looking at things, okay? Hallelujah. But don't ever lead out of fear. You need to lead or you need to react. Let me put it this way. Not so much leading. You need to react out of your relationship with God because ministry and life flows because of your relationship with God and what God's... And when you and God are tight and when you and God have great relationships... Who could care less about if anybody else doesn't like you, didn't give you a like on Facebook, did not, gave you a frown, gave you a mean look, did whatever. Who cares? Me and God are good. Hallelujah. His presence, his desire. This we're And here's probably, and I'm closing on this. It's time for all generations to do, all generations to come together so that the next generation of Jesus Terry's can know what to do. But we all need to be worshiping God together. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. Bow your heads. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I could interpret that, but I really feel in my heart that sometimes since it gets to be well, he's, he's going to do that. Pastor's going to do this. And the Lord spoke to me about that. See, because not only does God want to use me, but he actually wants to use you. I know that terrifies a lot. You keep your heads down, heads bowed, because that way nobody will know it's you. You think you're spiritual as the next person. Hallelujah. And we're not doing away in dismissing. Because the Bible tells us not to despise prophesying tells not to despise tongues and interpretation that's what it is so I like to explain things and stuff too because I'm an interpreter of the service I can do things but sometimes God says no I want this I want it to be said from this side and these things so we can know it becomes a little bit more of the supernatural but it also becomes a little bit more where it's coming across hallelujah so I'm going to be bold this morning like I said he told me about this and it's not crazy because if none of you do anything, I'll, I, I, I know what, what God wants to say. But I just believe in my heart that it's not for me. It's supposed to be from one of you. And y'all get nervous. But we are, you know, we are a word of faith church. We are a Pentecostal church. Believe in these things. We believe in the gifts of the spirit. It's as everybody puts people in boxes. And I'm sorry you came. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you came at a good time because God wants to use you and talk to you hallelujah 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 glory to God hallelujah <laughs> thank you Jesus thank you Jesus you, all right brother Rick come here interpret that for the congregation go ahead yeah was <sighs> My spirit is still moving. My spirit is in my people. And I am raising up a people. I am speaking to the depths. I am going to the depths, but I'm going to your spirit. For that's where you'll move with me, saith the Lord. Yes, and even as it was 50 years ago that I moved in the movie that came out, and even as there, so there were 50,000 that came to that little town in, a, in that university where I'm moving. So, 50 days after I rose from the dead was Pentecost when I sent my anointing. I sent my spirit upon my people to flow with me, to listen to me. Oh, it opened up a door of communication, supernatural communication for me to speak to their hearts and for them to pray out of their spirits and flow with me in the supernatural, which they had already tasted of, but they... It was my abiding with them. So people, listen, for I am moving. I am moving, and there'll be times, as Pastor said, there'll be times when you'll just be still in my presence. There'll be times when you'll just be still and worshiping me. And you don't have to say a thing. You just let me speak to your heart, and you'll let me love you. So live your life loved. Live your life loved. And wrapped up in my spirit, wrapped up in, for I'm coming soon. And this is going to higher ground, saith the Lord. This move is not stopping. This move, and, and, and even as I rode a young colt into the, 
into Jerusalem. So I'm writing upon the young people. I'm writing upon the young people again. This is a sign of my coming soon. This is a sign of, of me moving and bringing my people into a closer place. Oh, and, and, and act like that pastor did in the movie that I put out at this very time to coincide with what I'm doing. Yes, I'm speaking through that. I'm speaking for that pastor was older, but he, but he humbled himself, and he received the young people. He received those that were searching, those on drugs, and he received them, and I moved, I moved, and because of his humility, I raised him up, and I raise you up when you move with me in humility, and you... And you let my word speak to you, for your worship of me is not complete until you hear the word at my feet, like Mary. She chose that good part. She chose that good part, and it was not taken from her. For this is a time when many are busy about many things, and even in the church, you can be busy about many things. And many have put me in a box and said, we got to do this right now, we got to do this right now, we got to do this right now. How about me? What do you want to let me do? For I seek it, Abodia. My glory. Yes. It is a time for the rushing and my mighty wind. It's a time for the wind of my spirit for you to, to sit there like my disciples did. They waited. I told them to wait. Wait in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high before you go out and do any works for me. I want to work with you and through you and in you. So wait, wait. Wait now that you have my spirit. Wait now that you know that I am coming soon. I am, I am doing a work. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm moving. I'm moving in great measure to, to kids and to parents and to political figures. I am moving upon their lives. I am moving in their families. For you have interceded and you have, you have prayed and interceded and I have heard and I'm moving in a way that, yes, it looks odd and it's like too much and they want to try to shut it down, but they will not shut down what I'm doing. So, wait on me and see amen. see how I want you to move with me now say it to the Lord amen 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 yeah, hallelujah hallelujah he got through interpreting and started prophesying praise God hallelujah God's good let's bow our heads one more time Father we thank you and praise you because you just wanted to demonstrate some things and show us things to come and Lord we honor you and love you we do Father your things are not hard and they're not uh, difficult to understand, especially the moving of your spirit. They're not. Father, you said that we're your sheep and, and we know your voice, so we know when you speak to our hearts. And your presence is in this place right now. So as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, Father, our heart's desire is to honor you. Hallelujah. And Lord, if there is anybody here that doesn't know you, that's really not ready to meet you, they're not ready to, to meet the Lord. And you would know that in your heart if you're not ready to meet him, you know, meet him and you don't know if you're going to make it to heaven or not. If you're not, you have a no-so salvation. We want you to know that today. We want you to know if you're watching today. Hallelujah. We love God with all of our hearts. And God wants to admonish us, first of all, to repent and to for just honoring him and loving him. So if you're here and you say, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life, I want to come back to God, just raise your hand real high and I'll, we'll pray with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's grace will be there. Amen. Father, I believe with all of my heart that you sent Jesus. Hallelujah. And Father, I believe with all of my heart that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost to infill us, to fill us full, to cause life to flow. 
And Lord, thank you. Thank you for your moving upon the earth right now. Thank you, Father, that you're preparing for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ that's coming soon. We believe that, Father. You said in the last days there would be mockers and scoffers and all kinds of just, and we see that. We see that. We're not expecting blessings from the world, but we are expecting blessings from you. We are expecting the moving of the Spirit for you. Father, we yield ourselves. We do. We yield ourselves, and we believe that you're moving. And we honor you today. And we thank you for it, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your great mercy and your great grace. Lord, thank you once again. As we go from here, we go out into a mission field. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, I said I was going to show you a video, but I'm not. I'll probably show the video uh, next week because it's, it's already, I went along today. But uh, We'll do that. It's a beautiful video. It's just letting us know what's going on, what's happening, what they're doing, and thanking us for what all we're doing. Hey, let's all stand up. Our prayer team can come to the front if you want to have any prayer and praying for, for them. They'll pray for you. I love you. God loves you. Guess what? The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Be blessed. You're dismissed.